Okay, let's start again. Darling, are we sexual compatible? As far as I know, we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the answer I'm seeking for. So, darling, are we sexual compatible? Ask our neighbors. <laughs> Okay, so today we have Debunk Thursday, and this topic is a bit controversial, yeah, but I think it's a very ne necessary. Let's debunk it. Let's debunk it, yeah. Sexual compatibility. Yep. So, yes. so welcome to Love What Waiting For podcast, and uh, we are actually the founders of Love What Waiting For. Yes, we are. And what's our main goal in here? Well, our main goal is to help people of all walks of life yeah. find God's purpose in their identity with a spouse and yeah. how to fulfill their calling as a separate human being, but also as a human being with a spouse that God has yeah. Yeah. called and put you together. And before for. that, how to find the, the right person? That, that God really love stories so that you don't get hurt and burned in the process. Absolutely. That's, that's really in the core. But also, I think it's it's not just that it's how to find the person, but also how do you wait for the person? And, yeah. um, and why? And what know, are the blessings and curses? Exactly. And know who that person is because for that's you. that's not really ditched. That's not really everywhere these days no it's not really spoken in the church anymore these days mm. of how how to pray for your future spouse or wait for your future spouse yeah or keep your heart in a way that it's intact when and if that future spouse yeah. should come yeah. along and how to be even content even if you don't get married yeah. um and even if you do get married how do you work together as a couple yeah. and we always have i think a lot of people uh, can have rosy tinted glasses that well this person believes in God and well I believe in God and we have a main goal and purpose but it's going to be so rosy and wonderful and yeah. <laughs> then they get a surprise that well maybe yeah. I heard wrong yeah. after all so this from this our main calling with the love was waiting for we kind of have this kind of like a spin-off this micro podcast series debunking Thursday is just to help in those little common topics that we hear everywhere but actually can so lead people astray and we want to just tackle head on on those topics and debunk well these. to the best of our yeah ability exactly and of and course experience of course our time is a little bit limited and this is a micro podcast so but uh, bear with us it's yeah well we try week. not to go off topic too much which is really difficult for yeah. me because i'm a bit of a glabber glabber so <laughs> and uh i yeah, i no to veer off topic quite quite and, easily and, yeah and please hey leave a comment hashtag debunking thursday if, if you have a topics you would like to hear us to debunk yeah if you've got a question regarding the misconception yeah world. or just in general or about, generally yes about, we do other podcasts as well um, than just this series yeah, so leave us a comment or send us a message. You can also, uh, I think, reach us by email as well. Um, I yeah. Think, and find soon our website is out and about. Yeah. So you can reach us there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be at lovewaltwaitingfor.com. It's coming soon. 
It's been a long time in making, but it's gonna be good. Hopefully. <laughs> so let's get into it. So how do you like this week's topic, sexual compatibility? I think it's gonna be great. You're gonna learn a lot. It's a bit taboo. A bit taboo, maybe. Uh, at least what lies underneath of the topic, because it's everywhere in society. Well, I, I definitely think it's in every cultural setting and society in some sort of way, either in a shameful way or in such a way that it's uh, just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous because it's actually very simple. If you're a man and and there's a woman, or you're a woman and there's a man, you are sexual compatible. That's it. No questions asked. That's how it works. That's how you find it in all in creation. You can see it in nature with animals. It's a procreation, how God has created of course, in nature also these days, in the fallen, fallen world, there's, there's a perversion. But that's how it, it works. Why do you think it's so common topic in this society these days? I think it comes also from, and from my experience, locker room, chit-chat, you know. Yeah. Does he kiss well? Does she do this well? Does he do that well? And... It's not really based on anything of who you are as a person or as a creation or as something that has exactly. the image of Christ or God in it. It's, no. it's viewed point purely as a physical, biological function. But I think it's more than just the chit-chat locker rooms. It's You open the Facebook, it's in, in, it, there's a questions, there's a poll maybe uh, to try to tell you that you can do these uh, questions and see if you are sexually compatible with your partner or maybe the person you're thinking of or it's in the news, it's in the magazines, well, especially the young also, people's magazines. Yeah, well, it's also in uh, cultures as well. So I, I think it's more more deep that, that it's... I think sex has just become very uh, in your face and even yeah. back in the 1960s with the sexual revolution, um, it's... I think it's way more in your face than it was, you know, just 50, 50 years ago. We have, you know, Playboy and all these things to, to thank for that. But there is a sexual perversion that's been around for millennia. I mean, if you read the old ancient writings and things, it's. I think it was a way more sinister, uh, even in the ancient world, than maybe even just, you know, 1800s to the recent 60s but now it's not just like male and female sexualization mm. it's it's everything yeah. female and female and male and male and male and dog and beast and cat trees and eightfold town wars and yeah cars and i mean everything it's, object objectophilia yeah. is a big big thing now yeah so what is the real question behind the question well any thoughts of that why is so important to bring it up, what the people are looking for from that question, what's the answer they're seeking for? Well, the worldly answer would be, well, you, you know, I remember this question when I was about 16 years old in a, in a camp. <laughs> yeah. And one That's girl. That's interesting. Let's go there. <laughs> 
One girl said to me, "We'll talk now." One girl who was like sixteen and probably never had a sexual experience in her life yet, maybe, said, "Well, you want to, you want to know if your husband can get it up, don't you?" So I mean, that's basically the world's answer to this question. You want to、yeah. know if they're actually sexually functioning? Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that that's the that's the real question behind that. Are we gonna have? Good sex. Are we gonna enjoy that rest of our lives? That's the question. Yeah. Actually, but that's the wrong question. We should be asking. Exactly. Because sex is the secondary part of. But that's why I think it's so devious because it's it's kind of like、uh, behind the question. Well,、and、it's be- like a lot of people at, at Christian like youth camps and things.、Like、yeah. Christian youth. Let's just say a lot of and especially in the purity industry where there is a big purity industry, especially、yeah. in America. That they basically teach young people how far can you go before you're falling off the cliff. Yeah. So I like to call it the cliff effect. Like, how far can I go to the edge of the cliff before I'm off the cliff? How far is impurity? You know, before I lose my virginity. How far? What can I do without losing my virginity? Like that kind of end. Like teaching is, I think,、yeah. quite messed up because we should be looking at. At our bodies like temples, because God says that our body is a temple unto Him.、Yeah. So it、yeah. should be how, how far? What can I do to keep myself in a purity sense before God? And shouldn't be looking at your sexual and like encounters. It should be more looking at what can I do to please God in this area of my life?、Yeah. What pleases Him? Yeah, let's hold the thought, and we go, we're gonna come back to that. And、uh, I just wanted to point out that that's really natural that people want. It's it's created to us. God has given this great great gift of、uh, intimacy for us, and and that's natural for that's、uh, that's those feelings and emotions、yeah. are normal, and we shouldn't、yeah. be stifling or trying to.、Uh, Shut them down, or saying that they're dirty or bad. If you、yeah. have a, a sexual, like de- urge or desire that s- stirs up, it doesn't make you dirty or bad. There is、no. something called chemical chemical reactions and hormonal,、right. you know, pheromones that it's natural and it starts at puberty. So we should be, shouldn't be teaching young people that those things are dirty or bad. And that's、mm. also, through my experience, I have had encounters in. Our ministry of people coming because they have that problem because they've been told that it's so dirty and bad and、yeah. you shouldn't do anything and so disgusting that when they do get married, they are、uh, frigid and unable to even enjoy it because they've got in their mindset that this is dirty、yeah. and wrong. Yeah. Now, another thing, why it's so so devious this question, I think, is that because it it gives the answer. It's kind of like it's telling the people that. The only way to know that are you sexual compatible is that、uh, you give it a go. Yeah, yeah. You are testing the ground that you are sowing the oats and and having the go, and、uh, that actually creates more more issues, severe ones. And and for for two different points of view at least, soul ties is one big thing, and another one is that it doesn't actually. Uh, teach the commitment and safetyness of a relationship, but actually it just teach you to go. 
from one relationship to another. Well, and it's like test driving have... a car. I mean, like yeah. I'm going to test drive the car to see if it's, you know, if the engine runs well. But I mean, what's the likelihood of you buying that car? Yeah. And after you've had a few test drives, I mean. Yeah. And then you learn. Then you learn some things that the other person has liked and has what other person is what is really important for that. And then you have maybe not just one, you have two, five, ten, fifteen, twenty person maybe. And then you might actually find the right person for you and you get together, you get married, and then you have this knowledge of twenty other people that probably are not going to so well with the same person that you are now so yeah. you actually have to unlearn the things and it's creating another kind of mess there itself well uh, we've also um, statistically found that uh, people that have um, sexual relationships before they're married are setting themselves up 95% to fail so that's you can go look that up on like they've done research statistics studies of yeah. people that have had a sexual premarital relationship and yeah. 95% of those marriages then actually end up failing. So it's, it's uh, there is something in the reason why God said don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And that would be a great topic for uh, another podcast and what we do in uh, also love what waiting for, teaching the blessings and cursings of uh, um waiting the right person for it not just doing like it's often say that don't do it but kind well, of like why? giving yeah exactly I mean, there needs to be why why so, don't do it i so mean it becomes kind of like the knowledge becomes an understanding otherwise it's like that cliff effect yeah. you know how far can yeah. i go to the edge of the cliff before well i don't you know make yeah. the full plunge and Exactly. That's a mindset that really needs to be really changed in the church. Yeah. And we no way we are yeah, saying that, that if you've been married before, that there's no hope for you. <laughs> no. God is a God of new beginnings. That's absolutely, absolutely true for everybody. But uh, let's go back to the topic we really, a little bit uh, we talked earlier about earlier. So the question is like how to have that... Uh, wonderful sex life how to have that enjoy that sexual intimacy in in a marriage with the right person so how to achieve that what's the foundation for that instead of like we say that it's not actually trying out going around learning skills so what's the foundation i think you really need to talk before you're married and be really an open book yeah. about your if you've had a past or an experience or you haven't but if you've definitely if you have you should really be an open book and talk about your previous sexual communication communications and uh, experiences communications is usually in a relationship yeah i mean this area is no exception well exactly i mean you can't expect your wife or your husband to act or be a certain way if you <laughs> don't communicate uh, experiences that you've had because also when you have let's say lived in the world and done whatever or even if you've been a Christian and had a backslidden time or 
had a relationship which, you know, can be shrouded in feelings of shame and stuff, you should actually really talk about those experiences with your future spouse. And Yeah, um, yeah. and there are people also that have hold their purity. They, they have not gone in the in the double in this area so they don't have experiences before they're coming together and That's it's true. also very important yeah to talk about it because naturally there are some expectations and hopes and wishes and so just open openly talk about it absolutely but i think also that it's very important is that uh in addition to communication is that uh the foundation foundational work of where your relationship is founded anyway, the friendship, the trust. And trust is the big thing because statistics also show that couples that have problems to have orgasm is that they have troubles in, in a trust in their relationship. Yeah, that's quite common. Um, particularly like I was mentioning before uh, about sexual encounters is there's often an element of trauma that comes through past experiences and in the past often with always an element marriage always brings us should let's say should always bring a sense of security protection it's the the marriage bed yeah. becomes a place of security and protection and you yeah. are secure and covered by a covenant in your marriage when you aren't in a covenant when you are out in the world, there is an insecurity always, a, a lurkingness of a, a like an open door there where you aren't secure and you aren't feeling protected and covered. And especially for women, they might realize it or not, but sub mm. or even subliminally, there is an element of feeling uh, not protected by the person that you're mm. with. And I can say from my own experience is... If I compare to my past sexual experiences before I was married, mm. I would say that I always felt very vulnerable and very uh, a bit scared even because here's this person, I'm not married yeah. to them, yeah. and there is always this... How about exploited? Yeah, an exploitation feeling of what they mm. can get from you. Yeah. And there's always a sense of feeling that you need to perform a certain way or look a certain way or act a certain way in yeah. that intimate time or moment. Whereas yeah. in marriage, there should be an element of protection and security where there is no shame because there is that protection there. So I, I, I've often found with ministering to many couples and, and women particularly that the message that's sent to most women mm. is that you're not worth waiting for. Yeah. You aren't worth me saving any time or anything. That's the message that's subliminally sent. That Yeah. Even if you plan to get married or not, even if you're engaged, the, the, the message that's sent to that woman subliminally is you're not worth me waiting till we're married to have this intimacy with you. And there comes an, a great sense of shame, and that shame carries on into the bedroom. Uh, it's a big thing for the foundation of trust, because the message is that you are not worthy to be waited. So it's, it, 
it eats the trust foundation already and the trust is was the one of the key factors to actually have really enjoyable time together that's and right. have those orgasms and so on and so on that's that's like a modern psychology recognize that trust factor there and uh, yeah and Helena already a little bit talk about the past that we both have the same past that we we did the worldly way things and uh, we came in one point in our life to the Lord and and God restored us and separately before we knew each other uh, did the really foundation of work in our lives and and uh, in the purity and we learned in obedience and actually we were seeking the kingdom of God and and rest was given to us and then we found each other and uh, so that was our back background story so we really know the both sides and uh, this topic of sexual compatibility gives you the hints that how you can achieve this sexual greatness or how you can enjoy it well also going back to like the like yeah. virgins getting married yeah and there's also in that sense can be a lot of uh, fear and uh tension of uh, how is this going to go and will it hurt and <laughs> yeah and is it going to be you know enjoyable or not and um you know there's also the stigma in the yeah. world about yeah. virginity as well yeah. being something just so terrible and bad yeah. and uh, disgusting and yeah and the same time the world tries to tell you that you become great by training have a lots of experience and and when i look in my past like i really think i was great but when i look in the retrospective at back at the time compared to now when we had this foundational work of with god in my life and my wife had her own experience and and we came together we had a foundation of trust and friendship for marriage and uh, when it's when we have this special time love making with fullness of holy spirit it's 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 like nothing yeah nothing you can compare it in the past exactly yeah exactly so this week's key takeaways so what would be the this week's key takeaway If you're a man, stop watching porn. <laughs> yeah, that's a good topic. <laughs> I, yeah. or even ladies now, because actually um, the porn industry is more targeted yeah. now towards women. So we have had issues with oh, having man, to help yeah. people get free from both sides and, and that. Yeah, But true. pornography, they've found, really changes and rewires your brain. So maybe we go into yeah. another topic about that another time. Yeah. But uh, it's a real big issue in marriages as well where you can't be sexually satisfied because you need to be fed by imagery images of other people having sex basically or people there's some very vile stuff yeah, out there really, so really kind of like um a, i would say handicap way but i don't want to offend anybody kind of like you cannot walk without aid you cannot function sexually without out, outside help Kind of like. Well, porn is made to be addictive, so yeah, 
um, it's really an addiction that needs to be broken off of your life. So that would be a key uh, takeaway. Start to search out freedom from sexual imagery and um, particularly so, porn. Yeah. So this week's key takeaway, I would say that is that uh, for the sexual compatibility is that if there's a two opposite sex, they are sexually compatible because it's created that way. And the world says that you, if you want to be a great in a bed, that you need to have lots of experience. You need to go around and try it. But actually, it creates problems for the future. Well, not to mention you get can get STDs. And, yeah. Or, Let's uh, not go into statistics uh, again about so it. The statistics on that. And yeah. then you've got the heart's issue because you're going to have a broken heart. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be a lot of garbage in your trunk. It, exactly. And whatever laundry you have not done you will bring it to your marriage so the key takeaway is that to have a really amazing sex life is to build it on trust friendship foundations and uh, and another thing is that God has created it for us God is not shame of it and God is not afraid of it even God made it, it. it. Yeah, it's it's kind of displayed in, even in the churches this way. It's something shameful, like you said. Yeah. But when you close the bedroom door, it's not uh, God is not going away or shying away from it. No, well, the actually, opposite. It's, if, if you it's, have, if you're full of Holy Spirit, well, in that before love we making, got married, I mean, I got the revelation that sex is actually worship, and it's a type of yeah. worship. That's why we yeah. call it love dancing, because it's like. A dance and dances worship to God, yeah. and everything a part of the even the breathing and everything that comes with sex that it, it, pleasurable and and everything like that. God doesn't mm. shy away from pleasure. He he he's made pleasure. Why would he make it pleasurable otherwise? So he's designed it to be pleasurable. Yeah, yeah. and it pleases him when he when two become one flesh. Yeah, and uh, he's and blessed it. And we're going to publish a special series about it. It's going to be in our new upcoming website. And uh, meanwhile, we would really love if you would leave some reviews uh, uh, and share this podcast, uh, leave a comments. And today uh, we are everywhere with this podcast. You can find it as in Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, coming soon in uh, Spotify. So let's have a little preview for the next week's topic. What shall it be? I think we're going to do the signs for the Mr. and Mrs. Wright. People tend to see signs when there are no actual signs. And I think we need to debunk that one. So until next week. So until next week.